Hey loves, this is Constance of the Sovereign Goddess Podcast. Thank you so much for being here and we are here to discover the healer within yourself. Today we're with Caitlin Algar. She's an intuitive moon mentor. She teaches women how to harness their intuition to make more money in their business through following the phases of the moon. I'm so excited about this interview, so let's dive right in. I was reading up on your backstory, and it was really cool that you went to Australia by yourself. Something I can relate to that I saw is that you also asked your husband out. You did a lot of the initiating. I did that too. My question for you is, did you have a moment where you went through dating and letting people choose you, and then you started to choose who you wanted to date rather than waiting to be chosen? Um, I've always been kind of bold and not too afraid to like go for something if I really want it in most things and also like relationships. Um, And honestly, I've always followed like an intuitive process, like trusting my intuition and just my curiosity. Like that's always how I explain it to, um, you know, my audience and clients, like follow your curiosity. Like that's what your intuition is, the thing you're curious about. And that's, yeah, that's kind of how I, cause I was dating someone else at the time when I met him actually, but I was like, who is this guy? I was so curious and yeah, and it worked out. <laughs> I'm hoping to release this on Wednesday, June 2nd, and that would be the last quarter moon. Could you tell us about that phase of the moon, the last quarter? Oh, that's next week. Yeah. That's a fun phase because right now we're kind of full moon and the heaviness of (laughs) like all the feels and needing to release and then it kind of lightens up by that phase so the third quarter is more a phase of like manifestation and where you actually get to start to see and witness some of those like new beginnings and those intentions like paying off and coming to be whether it's in synchronicities and different signs or just feeling more support overall so yeah that's definitely a fun phase. But yeah, and thanks, by the way, for inviting me to do an interview and speak with you. I'm excited. I've been um, interested to do more like collaborations and things this year. So thank you. You're welcome. I'm excited to be doing this interview with you too. I was wondering what got you into cyclical living with the moon, especially with the different phases. Like I look to nature and I go outside and I look at the rhythm of it. And and compared to us on our phones with instant, instant, fast, fast, go, go. Nature is calm. Nature is just going at its own pace and honoring itself compared to human beings today. Nature just flows compared to a lot of us today who are working against ourselves with the way the technology is. What led to you honoring your different phases, especially with the moon? I mean, I was always curious about the moon. So I always loved looking up at the moon. I never actually started getting into more of the astrology of it and um, moonology. So the The biggest person I follow with that is Yasmin Boland. And it was her book, actually, that was like the first thing that I purchased. And what year was it? I think it was 2017 when I had my spiritual awakening, I guess you could call it, where I had 
gotten fired from a job and I was just like, F this, <laughs> like F this, I didn't do anything wrong. Like, what is this? And at that time I had gotten a lot closer to my dreams and my goals, which was just helping people overall feel empowered and connect with their power, which I love like your phrase or your slogan that you have. I resonate with that so much because that's my mission as well. But yeah, so after I got fired, I was like, F this, I'm going to do things I had always wanted to do. And when I was a teenager and probably like, I don't know, like 12 or 13 or something, like I had always thought about getting into tarot and learning astrology and like, I don't know, more of like the goth kind of look and like, I don't know, deeper, darker things and magic, but I never let myself go there. I never let myself go there for, I don't know, fear of judgment or kind of those judgments to how the the movies portray it, you know, like that's something like dangerous and that's bad and evil. And I mean, even re- religion, like my, uh, my grandparents mostly are like Christians. So there's that, oh no, like that's the devil, you know? And then, yeah, I got fired and was like, you know what, I'm just going to see what this is all about and follow that curiosity. And I'm so glad that I did. I bought my first tarot deck and I bought that book, Moonology, and started to get into moon rituals, which is, I mean, a lot of it is journaling, honestly, setting a little bit more intention and being a lot more purposeful with your behaviors and your ideas and your thoughts around what you're doing and what you're releasing and what you're creating in your life. So that was my big push though. I had more of a push into it. (laughs) I was curious about that. If you came out of the broom closet. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. And I wish I had done it sooner, honestly, but you know, it's all good. Like we can't go back and I'm thankful for all the lessons that I have had. And yeah, that's what started me off. I got the moonology started doing probably attending moon circles and then little by little got into the chakras, but yeah, I've always been into holistic health. When I was younger, I was like overweight. And so that was my first practice was like my physical health. Right. And then once you dive into that, you start to learn there's a lot more (laughs) going on. There's some mindset. And yeah, I started my career in fitness and then little by little health coaching, wellness coaching. And then after I got fired from my personal trainer job, I started little by little developing those hobbies into eventually what I have now, which is my you know, intuitive mentorship business, which is so much fun. Do you find yourself using the moon phases for your health now? That's a good question. I mean, in the sense, mostly my spiritual health, um, that's a large focus for me. And I guess, honestly, too, I could say my financial health and my like health around my career. That's probably when it comes most into play, just because it's more intentional. Um, So like I kind of mentioned, most people recognize like the full moon and the new moon first, which is a lot of fun. Um, So I definitely focus on those phases, probably mostly in those aspects that I just mentioned, those areas that I just mentioned, like physically or even nutritionally, like the word flow you mentioned (laughs) goes, goes more in tune with that. Like I like to have these routines, but also I don't know, maybe it's because, and you may have found this too with intuitive individuals that you talk to, like sometimes we're just against like structure and like planning and being too like rigid almost. And we like the state of flow. So I try to find a balance in between like 
like listening to my body and how I feel. So I'll still be active and do like yoga if I don't feel so good and feel like I need to rest more, uh, more like a, you know, calming yoga. But on days where it's like, I have a lot of energy that I'm like, get into to use my workout as example, I guess, like a hit workout or kickboxing or something like that. I've heard you say numerous times about the importance of being curious. And I really love that idea because it takes away from us shaming ourselves and judging ourselves. We are taking time to just be curious about everything that's going on around us. Yes. Yes. I a hundred percent agree. And Honestly, it's all about that inner journey. You know, I mentioned, you know, like healing from within, like the the slogan that I've seen on yours and, and resonating that with myself, but that's, you know, what I try to teach as well. Like, you know, and you have everything that you need. <laughs> like, we're not taught that we're probably taught the opposite of that. And you need me and, you know, find an answer here and ask here. But honestly, once we get back to the root and once you really know yourself, that's where your success lies. That's where your power lies. That's where your truth is. And finding that again and kind of unlearning those patterns of asking other people for advice and following, quote unquote, the traditional model for whether it's education, a career, whatever it is, undoing that and kind of relearning who you are. I think that's the path is, is curiosity. That's certainly been the path for me. And I think, I think in saying that and doing that, it takes the pressure off (laughs) to a certain extent too, you know, it's like, I don't have to have this plan or there isn't like the answer but what does my curiosity say? What am I intrigued to do? And then it's kind of fun. It's playful and fun. And we're way more likely to do things and show up for what's playful and fun. So I love that you use the word play. For me, what I'm seeing is that it's as if we allow our inner child to get some healing through this curiosity. I absolutely love it. I was actually curious if do you do cyclical living? That's something I was doing more of when I wasn't pregnant. Yeah, that's definitely my next area because I've had multiple um, like signs and things and people like telling me about it. Like I, I thought this question would come up today. And I'm like, you know what? I don't know about that yet, but I'm so intrigued because I feel like I probably already practiced some of those things. I just haven't lined it exactly with the menstrual cycle. But but yeah, I mean, in the same kind of idea, like I feel like you can do that and start to recognize that in you know, yes, the the cycle of the moon and the moon has these cycles. And so do we all as humans with our emotions, with our behaviors, with our, you know, habits and thoughts. And when we can start to connect it and see it as a cycle, it takes, I don't know, it takes the personalization off maybe. So it makes it easier to kind of step out and try something new and to, um, follow that curiosity as it were, but yes, like a common cycle I see again and again is like that cycle of like the breakthrough. So even like the full moon that we're in now, like May 27, May 26 is, you know, this intense energy, this fear that comes up and it can be palpable and it can really stop you from moving forward. And you feel that I know I have felt this. I've talked to so many others, clients, 
um, different members of my audience who have felt this right before a breakthrough. It's like the peak and that's what the full moon is. It's this peak of energy. And unfortunately, sometimes it um, shows up as fear and anxiety, but on the other side of that, when you can recognize it as a fear and keep moving anyways, and keep trusting and keep leaning into trust and that that fear is your fuel that's your breakthrough. So like doing something like investing, like in a coach or, you know, quitting your job or like going for the next job or talking to someone, you mentioned relationships earlier, like talking to someone who you're like, "Hmm, who is this person? What are they all about? Um, There can be this peak of that, you know, heightened sense of fear. And then on the other side, if you follow through that curiosity and what your intuition is telling you, like, yes, go, go, go. Even though that fear is still present. Yeah. It's amazing what takes place after that. Um, Like for an example, I had a client recently uh, who signed up for my one-on-one moon magnetism program. And um, her goal was to find this new sense of calm and peace and also, come at home within herself and in doing so gain more confidence to put herself out to do her business. And she's a Reiki practitioner and a crystal jewelry maker. Um, So she signed up with me, even though, you know, there's always that fear on price. A lot of times she signed up, we did one call. And then after our first session, like bam, 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 sale after sale, after sale, after sale came in for her and even came in for her partner too. Um, So it's just amazing what happens and how the universe shows up to support you and like things you could never predict happen like for good on the other side of that fear. Was there a time in your life where you felt like there was an exact formula of how money had to be made before you started to use your intuition to help you make money? Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Probably I could see that theme around money probably mostly. I guess even in my career or career choices or even in college trying to decide like a major, like, what should I do? How am I going to make money? How am I going to make money after um, education and listening to other people, you know, listening to my parents who, oh, you should do this. You should be an engineer because they make good money and there's plenty of jobs out there. You should do, you know, X, Y, Z, whatever it is. Um, and doing that and listening to their advice and then it not working out for whatever reason, um, which gave me, I guess that experience gave me more confidence to start listening to myself. I mean, like, okay, what do I want to do? What am I excited to do? What do I like to learn about? And a constant theme for me has been health, which started out as physical and has evolved um, to so much more and a main focus now of of that spiritual to the point where now it's more so probably because of my intuitive practices and trusting my own intuition and knowing and curiosity and that that has value that I can see again and again, how I am divinely supported, how there is abundance all around me or even around, um, you know, the full moon time being grateful, being so grateful for everything you can start to see once you start to practice those things and practice with the phases of the moon, how things line up for you and how money does flow in 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 unexpected ways again, which is really beautiful and kind of fun. Although, I mean, like I said, there's still that element of fear because it's just, it is a phase of the cycle, but yeah, leaning into that and trusting that. In my last podcast, I talked about the goddess Lakshmi. 
She's the goddess of abundance and wealth. And people always think of outer abundance when it comes to her. But then I looked at her tanka, her poster that I have, and out of her hand is pouring coins. And what I interpret that to mean is that from our inner wealth that we discover is our outer world, outer wealth that we discover. I wanted to know more about your discovery of your inner wealth to discovering your outer wealth. Yeah, that's a good question. And it's a theme that I see come up again and again. Um, so a lot of people who find me are curious in their about intuition and they're just kind of getting into it and what is this all about um and it's it's this theme of do you trust yourself do you sit with yourself do you give yourself these things that you that you need or want or desire um or think would be fun for myself i mean i've definitely always had a strong intuition and i think because I grew up in a family that wasn't necessarily very like loving or um, outgoing or showed a lot of love that I learned probably as well to kind of rely on myself for what I need. So I've always been able to do that. I've been mostly like introverted most of my life and kind of had, you know, like one or two close friends or small groups of friends, but never afraid to like go out and do something that I wanted to do, like even by myself. So that's something that I've always had, but definitely I've recognized like in other people that like kind of like resistance to lean, lean into that. Um, But that's why I like learning and teaching about like the phases of the moon, because it is this course of self-mastery. It is this practice of getting to know yourself and trust yourself. And what do you think? What do you need? What do you feel? Um, and it helps you lean, lean into that and that self-reflection process to where, like you said, you can find, you can find your own wealth and wealth. And it really starts with giving yourself that time and that space, you know, cause if you don't give that to yourself, then you're not allowing yourself to receive even something, you know, so personal time with yourself, it's going to be so much harder to receive anything from someone else. And we do this in small ways too, with, with other people like compliments, right? How do you receive a compliment? Do you say, you know, do you excuse it? (laughs) Do you put up excuse? Oh, no, no, no. You know, thank you. And kind of put it off. Or do you like receive it? Um, And how you receive compliments is kind of a good a good sign or symbol um, to kind of show you like, are you, how, how is your, your self health kind of your self wealth? For anyone who is new to this concept of working with the lunar cycle, I was wondering how would you advise them to get started? Yeah. Someone who's not familiar with the moon phases, I think a good beginning um, is usually, I mean, my favorite is the full moon <laughs> and it's probably one that stands out, um, the most is easiest to recognize in the sky. Um, but yeah, definitely start with one or two phases. The most well-known or recognized are the full moon and the new moon. Um, and you can kind of, again, follow your curiosity, see which one stands out most to you and kind of lean in and play with, with what you're interested in. And really you can come, it comes down to the basics of like self-care practices, honestly. 
Um, so it's like, do you want to meditate with the full moon? Do you want to journal with that? And starting with practices like that, and then letting it kind of develop from there and follow your curiosity, whether it's, you know, getting in my circle and my Facebook group, Moon Mystique and Mastery, or, you know, looking at research, research online, um, or like Yasmin Bolin, who's got some great moonology tips, tricks, and advice. Right after my first pregnancy, I became familiar with the author, Melissa Ambrosini. She wrote the book, Mastering Your Mean Girl. She calls her ego her mean girl, which I absolutely love. And she got me familiarized with moon circles. So once I read all about them, I had to go find one to be a part of. And eventually I started having my own, which was so much fun. I wanted to hear more about your moon circles. What I really love about moon circles is that people actually listen to each other. They take the time to hear each other. And we realize all our judgments about each other are wrong and we realize that we're really not alone in how we feel we find ourselves being these perfect mirrors for each other to see each other and to heal through each other and hearing each other's story while usually you hear about a lot of cattiness between women or a lot of um a lot of negativity of any sort and in a circle it's totally different oh yes yes good question no i'm not familiar with her but i think i don't know if i saw that book title something you posted I saw that recently and I was like oh my gosh I love I love that that's like the perfect like concept because yeah as women we do have this social construct to criticize one another moon circles most often I'll do a moon circle on the full moon occasionally on the new moon but it's just this beautiful time to come together in community um, come together in a space where you're just going to be heard you're just going to be witnessed. And also to us, it's a space to give yourself as well to where, you know, if you're not someone who's going to, you know, set aside the time to do it by yourself and you enjoy doing practices more with people, even like, you know, group yoga classes and fitness classes and things, I highly recommend a circle, even as a beginner, just getting into it. And I like to lead mine. I'll do tuning in, which is usually just breathing together and coming into the present moment. I'll share a little bit about astrology, what's going on, um, because the full moon definitely has a theme of, you know, release and gratitude and celebration and culmination, depending on what sign it's in, changes things and changes the theme and the focus a little bit. So I chat about that. And I also love to do a card pull. So I'll do usually some tarot and oracle to kind of help read the energy, one of the group, but also of the moon and the position of the moon and where she's at. Um, and my favorite, my, my absolute favorite thing to do is the movement sequence, uh, which is just this light flowy movement of like breath work and gentle flowy poses or stretches, stretches and gentle yoga poses because a full moon can be such an emotional time for many of us and our emotions reside in our body. And then when we don't allow ourselves to feel, they can get caught in the actual physical body. Um, so a great way to release, a great way to feel those emotions is through movement. I love to do that in a kind of a gentle way during a circle. And then also circles are usually um, coming together with other 
women and you get to share where you're at. Sometimes there'll be guided questions. Um, sometimes you'll just get to get feedback on, you know, what makes sense and stands out to you from like a tarot reading, but there's no like advice given in a circle, right? You just speak and you're heard and you're witnessed and they might, the group members might recognize you with like a word saying that they hear you or depending, you know, we're in person, hopefully those are fun, but like on Zoom, um, there's some kind of visual cue just that they heard you and that they see you, which can be so healing. I know that's a big theme for me. It's like, I just, I just want to be heard. I just want to be listened to. And when that's absent, that can be very irritating and that can be, that can um, cause some anger. But yeah, full moon circles are, are so beautiful and, and a lot of fun. And it was just, it was such a powerful experience to hold space for people and to just that part that you're talking about where you're being heard it's so sad how much we're always like you hear it in the movie fight club talk about how people are just waiting to respond rather than actually listening. It's really sad. And then to actually hold that space, it's, it's just wonderful. I mean, it's even good to do that in your own relationship with your partner. Yeah. Yeah. I talk about all that, that all the time, like listening is such an important piece of communication. <laughs> like, I don't know. Maybe it's an American um style maybe not maybe it's just a modern style to yeah just wait to speak again and to get something out listening which I guess goes back to that receiving as well and are you open to receiving and what are you open to receiving and connecting with the the moon even if you just start out as witnessing what phase it is and you, you know you don't go any deeper than that you just recognize the phase of the moon in the sky that kind of helps you get into that energy of receiving because that's what she does the moon receives light from the sun um, and so it can kind of start you on that journey to little by little start to receive more whatever it is in your life whether it's you want to receive more love or you know better health or more money um it's a great great place to start so something you keep talking about is trusting your intuition and with this last full moon i know we're still like in it but it was just really interesting. I'm sure you saw all the arguments online, like, no, don't put your crystals out. No, don't do moon water. Don't do this. Don't do that. And people were feeling called to do it. Like it was really odd. This moon, I thought it would be an awful moon for me, but it was interesting that I felt really good. I think honestly, it was just, I was honoring myself throughout the day. Like if I couldn't sleep because the moon, like I recorded a podcast, like I used the energy for something. Mm -hmm. It was just really interesting. And I love that you were still releasing. You weren't doing something else because, you know, everyone else is all like they're in their fear and we can't really, I feel like we can't really work with the moon from fear. Actually, I didn't see any arguments about um, that, whether to put them in or not, but I've kind of been like in my own little, little world focusing on. I don't know, my own growth, I guess, as it were. But I, as you describe that, I can't say that I'm surprised because, because we're in the dawn of awakening, because this is such a pivotal year, because of this event. And, and it is an event, the full moon, you know, May 26, May 27 of um, a blood moon, a super moon, a lunar eclipse, um, traditionally, 
yeah, they say don't charge your water, don't charge your crystals in an eclipse because, because it brings up so much confusion and fear. So you don't want to invite that energy into you just to stay with you. And I mean, I always leave space for intuition and curiosity. And for me, that's like, like trust yourself, you know, um, individuals actually feel different around the full moon. So most often you'll hear people talking about feeling emotional, you know, they want to like cry more, they're more reactive. Um, I personally get really excited. (laughs) Like I'm really excited. I'm really energized with the full moon definitely before. And then maybe afterwards, I might feel that more need for release and feeling those emotions. Um, but I would say always listen to yourself, you know, have, have a filter. Sure. It's good to research and kind of guide what's traditionally been done. Um, but also like trust yourself first and foremost, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, I lean more on the side with the traditional probably for, um, the eclipse. Cause I kind of was, trying to remind myself of that this time. Like, oh yeah, it's a full moon. Should I charge my stuff? And then literally I saw someone like two minutes later be like, don't charge anything right now. So when I follow on, on social, I was like, oh yeah, that's right. Cause the eclipse is just, it amplifies like the fear and confusion. Um, but right now where we're at with 2021, with this time of Sagittarius, we have some planets in like retrograde and things, and I'm not an expert, so I can't go into all of the, the astrology details like verbatim, but I do know that this is the time where we're really being called to question, question everything, question our roles, question our beliefs, like our core beliefs and what we've been doing, how we've been showing up is that like, it's so intensified because of the super moon, which means it's closer to the earth because of the eclipse, which always intensifies it. And then the full moon itself is always an intense time. Um, and then on top of that, to have, (laughs) have that topic, um, in the astrology right now, um, is really, really intense. So yes, but that kind of explains, I mean, even 2020 and going into 2020 and 2021, like as we wrap out the year, like things are going to continue to shift, like on every, every format, like socially, like everything, how people make money, like it's all going to change. Um, And I don't know if we want to get into this, but even I think like COVID to a certain extent, like there's more underlying besides, you know, an illness or a virus, like there's a dawn of a great awakening. People are awakening to their psychic abilities a lot faster. They're a lot more on point. So there is some more, some confusion and it's a whole different ballgame when you live your life based on your intuition and you awaken your psychic gifts and you recognize that you you are telepathic or you can communicate with spirit and you truly own your power that's a whole different way of living than the modern model that's been for hundreds of years if not longer <laughs> so far um so playing that down and confusing people and instilling fear in people is going to weaken or diminish their their intuition because they're going to doubt it but yeah, that's a whole, <laughs> that's another topic. Oh no, I love that topic to be honest with you, <laughs> but I love that you go into that. Are you into the Sophia code too then? 
Um, Sophia Code. I'm not familiar with that. They actually have, um, if you end up picking up the book, they have the chapter on Green Tara goes into um, like the viral belief systems and releasing them. Mm -hmm. And they also have it in the um, ISIS chapter too, because they have different um, Ascended Masters you can work with in the book. Ooh, I'll have to check that out. Yeah, because that's something I'm getting more and more into as I've, you know, gone on this intuitive journey. I mean, it's only been like a few years for me. And then, you know, motherhood, I think motherhood opens your intuition even more. (laughs) And you get to assess out like the BS a lot quicker, I think. Could you tell me more about your program, Moon Magnetism? Yeah. And one of my favorite things to do is to work with spiritual entrepreneurs, whether they're a Reiki practitioner, a massage therapist, or um, any other service heart-centered based business. Uh, Those entrepreneurs who are sensitive and empathic, and they are looking to find and maintain a level of calm and peace and really trust themselves, trust themselves, trust their intuition and practice that and have faith in every area of their life. And I do that and support them in a one-on-one container called moon magnetism, where we go through the phases of the moon and we uh, witness her phases, but it's also this emotional journey to, to release what needs released and to learn how to connect to your peace again and again and again to calm that overwhelm calm the overthinking to to trust that inner knowing because that is where your power is found that is where you're going to find your success and abundance when you listen to your curiosity and witness those synchronicities and um and allow yourself to show up in places just because you have a thought or feeling that you should. Um, And moon magnetism is a perfect container for that. And that's an eight week journey. Um, And you can find me on social media to connect more about that, find out more details, or we can connect on a free lunar abundance call. So on the lunar abundance call, we'll talk about where you're at, if there are emotions that come up for you again and again, or behaviors even that you're, you're witnessing, but you're so tired of, it. you're so done. You want out of that cycle. We'll call those out on the lunar abundance call. We'll shift those and then we'll help outline and guide to lean into that trust, lean into that intuition to get you to this place of abundance whether that's more love, more health, more money, like whatever it is for you. And that's a free lunar abundance call. So either way, um, I would love to stay connected with you. I love that you cover that wealth can mean something different for every person. It could not be money. It could be their health, as you're saying. Yes. Cause yeah, what is this life and, and what are we living? Right. We want to enjoy it. We want to have happiness. We want to have joy and you know, sometimes we think that money can bring us that and certainly it can help um, make us comfortable and help us have wonderful experiences. And that might not necessarily make you more happy, you know, especially if your health is off in some way or, you know, you're physically uncomfortable, that's going to distract you from your intuition and, you know, other things that you're probably passionate about. 
And then two relationships, relationships are so important. And what I love about following the moon phases with relationships is that, you know, the moon is a really a journey of self and getting to know yourself. And once you know yourself and what works for you and you keep showing up for you and you keep meeting your needs, you're going to see your other relationships flourish <laughs> for, for so many reasons. But, um, but yeah, it gets to mean what you want it to. I love what you're talking about, about relationships. It reminds me of how I really try to make sure that my cup is full before I look elsewhere to fill it. Because we also sometimes choose to just pour out our cups and play victim when really we need to focus on, okay, how can I fill my own cup? Because no one else can do it like I can. You can try to fill your cup up with wealth with money and you're still going to be empty you could try to fill it with a career with moving up in your job or try to fill it up with a relationship and really unless you're fulfilled within then you're not fulfilled throughout oh yeah and I recognize that I mean I recognize it before but I definitely recognize that as a mom (laughs) when I became a mom in 2020 and just I mean it's a stressful time it's a huge transition But, you know, when I had been neglecting myself or didn't have even those five, 10 minutes a day for myself, self-care, like shower, right? As moms, it's like, when can I shower? When can I eat? Like these these little things, but these little acts of love um, and being able to create rituals, even around those things, eating, um, breathing, just taking one minute, like literally simplifying meditation to one minute of intentional breath um, to give yourself love. So exactly, it's that practice of you're helping yourself receive essentially. And when you help yourself do that, it becomes, you take the pressure off other people (laughs) um, to kind of fill that for you. You know, recognizing that when I do take care of myself, like everything is so much better. I, I'm able to take care of, you know, my child so much better. And I'm able to, to give them an example too, of, of a way to live life and to follow your passion. Um, and then you get to share more with them ultimately, um, and share the best of you because I've definitely struggled with and lived with depression and anxiety And when that diminishes for me is when I'm in my passion, is when I'm taking care of myself, is when I'm in my business. Um, But yes, there is this, like you're being pulled in every direction. So it's definitely a journey to find supports, (laughs) supports, reaching out for supports, giving yourself lots of support and grace. Um, It's definitely a journey to find, find your own equilibrium. I love how you worded that. It reminds me that when I hold space for myself, I hold space for myself to be the parent I want to be. But yeah, sometimes it is hard, like, um, especially like on the weekends or something, if I want to do something business related and he's around, it's like, you're getting pulled, like I should be present with him. And then you're not, you're not doing either thing. You're not being present and you're not working on your business. Uh, So there's definitely, that's when planning and structure Um, comes into play and helps a lot I think yes children teach us to be present again 
And from what you've been talking about with the moon, I can see how the moon helps us to be present with ourselves again, too. I was curious if you found that from working with spiritual entrepreneurs, they struggle with embodiment. By embodiment, I mean how we get so focused on being so spiritual that we're out of our bodies and we find ourselves thrown out of alignment. We can even find ourselves so focused on outer forces, outer people, that we can't even feel for ourselves anymore. I was curious what your experience has been with that. Um, yeah, definitely. I would say almost the number one thing that I notice is this need to ground this need to come into presence and be, be in your own body and be, be with yourself. Um, because as intuitives, as spiritual entrepreneurs, like we are, we are very open. That's part of our, our skill and our strength. And as such, it can be, it can be a little challenging to, to ground and to protect ourselves and to close ourselves off, you know, in a healthy way. Um, so yeah, practices like, that's why I love breath work so much or, you know, meditation. And I talk about meditation so often and try to share so many different styles because it can help you bring bring awareness to, you know, your presence, um, and connecting and grounding your energy. Like that's a big thing as, as a spiritual entrepreneur, as an empath who feels so deeply and is aware of so much outside of themselves, um, to come back in, um, needs to be usually a very intentional practice. I love that because in our presence, we find our power. Yeah, yeah. And your, um, your presence is your power. That's what I always like to say. Your presence is your power. I mean, I found that for myself as someone who, you know, overthinks things um, or might, you know, get distracted or be overwhelmed. It's like, well, when I'm in the present, when I'm connected to my calm, when I'm connected to my peace, that's when I make the best decisions. That's when I'm more likely to see the opportunities. That's more likely when I'm able to witness those inspired ideas and act on them only if I'm present. So Caitlin, where can we find you online to follow you? Yeah. So if you'd like to find me online and stay connected, I would love that. I'd love to teach you more about the moon and connecting with your intuition and stepping into your power and abundance and success. I'm on Facebook. You can search facebook.com backslash green love with Caitlin, and you'll find my personal profile where I share a lot. Um, You can find me on Instagram um, G L W Caitlin. And then I have a free Facebook group as well, where I give lots of value through meditation, intuitive practices, and the different meanings of each moon phase. And that group is called moon mystique and mastery. What a powerful episode with Caitlin. Thank you so much for being here. For those of you listening, leave me your key takeaway. Let me know what you got out of this episode. Thank you so much for your time, and please share this with anyone you know who would benefit from listening. Enjoy your day, enjoy your weekend, and may you continue on your quest to discovering the treasures inside of you so you can manifest them outside of you.